small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Kyle Dotson. And joining us today, Kyle, it's her second time here. Mm-hmm. She contacted me. She said, I want to come back on your podcast. And here's the topic. And I said, holy crap, she's prepared. Uh, she was here for the All Alice Cooper Show. Uh, I've known her for, she's like 25 years easily. Yeah. This is Miss Lisa Goich. Hello, Lisa. I am so happy to be here for time number two. I'm glad that you contacted me. I and, love your and show. Threw, oh, thank you. And you threw out a topic. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it, and the reason you threw out this topic is because you wanted to promote your podcast, because since you were here last time, mm-hmm. you have a podcast. Yes. It's A Girl on the Go. And I, uh, the show is uh, basically one-on-one interviews with mm-hmm. women doing super cool things in the world, you know? And I've never been on. No, you have not been on. What do I have to do but to get on I can there? tell you who was on. Somebody adjacent to you. That's Kyle? That's right. Miss <laughs> Pilar Alessandra. And did her episode drop? I have not aired it yet. No. All right. Because I, I'll tell you about, all about that later. I'm holding a few episodes because okay. uh, at about June, I'm going to start playing them again. For Sweeps Week. Oh, for Sweeps Week. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a long story, but I, I'm, go- I'm doing a whole reboot. I, I, I posted a bunch of mm-hmm. podcasts. I was running them last year. And then um, I'm, I'm, I took a break for a reason, and now I'm going right. to put them all back out. I hope you? it wasn't a bad reason. No, no, no. I'll tell you the truth. Want to know the truth? Well, if I'm, you want to share it with the world. I'll share it with the world, yeah. Um, a Girl on the Go is getting trademarked right now. Oh, great. And I didn't want to go too far into the podcast mm-hmm. with A Girl on the Go if I couldn't get the trademark for it. Um, That's I, smart. That's smart business. Yeah, yes. So I did a few episodes just so that I had something established in case the trademark people were looking at my website. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and so I had a few of those established, but I was like, I just don't want to go too much right. further into branding this if I can't have this yeah. as my site. So the trademark office approved my trademark and, Terrific. um, currently until May 10th, it's up for opposition, All which right. is, you know, they have to post it like publicly. So Kyle, fingers crossed. You, Kyle, <laughs> see, sign up right now for Girl on the Go. Uh, we yeah. haven't done anything. And oppose me. Don't oppose we me. We haven't done anything with the name Rock Solid. We figure if, uh, if, if that's taken, we'll just be Pat and Kyle's jackass an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But we're well, good. Well, congratulations for, do, yeah. for, for doing it right. Yeah, well, mine's going to go in all different, like I'm doing, I want to do books. I want to yeah. do all kinds of stuff. And so I wanted to make sure it was you're doing a You're doing an overall blanket branding of, of Girl on the Go. Yeah, for, for a class, for a certain class of things. It's, that could be a whole episode. That's fantastic. Trademarking is a crazy business. And who are uh, who are some of the? Tell us some of the guests that have aired in the past. Oh, geez, let's see. Uh, most recently, we had Bree Howard Darling on. Who you do you know? Brie, for she was in the uh, in Fanny, which was like the first all girl rock band to have a. You should have them on your show. She was the first all girl rock band to have a major record deal. Wow! And they just had their like forty fifth reunion, and they got another record deal. That's incredible. And they're doing a whole. They did a whole album. They're doing. Um, a whole thing, and it's been super cool. They're, they're legendary. It was one of David Bowie's very favorite bands. Now, Fanny means something different in the UK. Yeah, it does. And I, <laughs> it does mean something different in the UK, yes. Uh, okay, that's cool. That's, who else? Who else? So I had on? Fanny on. I had uh, my friend Deborah Reber, who now lives in Amsterdam. She uh, works with um, 
kids are, she calls them um, differently wired Mm -hmm. kids. She wrote a book called Tilt Parenting and she has a whole thing on Tilt Parenting. And so I interviewed her. She's also a writing coach and has written several books, including Blue's Clues books um, way back then. Um, we've had, oh geez, I don't know, Karen you, Taylor from Right Girl. We had, um, you need to get Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Angela Jolivet. I would love I heard Ruth she's Bader up and coming. Ginsburg. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that she's going to be something soon. I once interviewed Madeline Albright on oh, the that's Mitch amazing. Album show. Yeah. I had to go get her turkey chili before the show. I had to track down turkey chili for Madeline that Albright. That was on her rider. <laughs> that was on her rider. I need two male prostitutes <laughs> and I need some turkey chili. <laughs> that's how I roll. Did she like the chili? I hope you got she it. She was, it was very good. happy with the chili. Turkey chili. Yeah, I would like wow. to have her on my show again, just so I could bring up the turkey chili again. Please tell me that she trashed the dressing room at the end when, when she left. <laughs> she was like, yeah! Kicked over some stuff. <laughs> okay, before we get into the topic, and I'll let you introduce that topic because it was your idea, but before we do that, uh, Lisa, we currently use the Shure SM7B microphones, and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about them right now. We're going to go to the booth. Who's in the booth today, this Kyle? This is Kevin Quinn. This is Kevin Quinn is in the yeah. booth with, with West Anthony. I believe it's Mike Siegel. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Sure, the company behind... <clears throat> Take two. Take to it. Take two. Take two. <laughs> Go ahead. This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Sure, the company behind some of the world's most iconic microphones, earphones, and audio products, including the legendary SM7B mic, B mic, that we use to record Rock Solid. The SM7B offers perfect response for music and speech in all professional audio applications. Used to record Michael Jackson's Thriller album, engineers and and artists continue to choose the SM7B for warm and rich vocals. <laughs> and it also shines on just about anything you put through Guitar, it. Guitar, bass, kick drum, horn, even as a hi-hat mic. Does it flow together? Gorgeous. I know, really the legendary SM7B microphone. SM7B microphone. Would you like to hear more about it? <laughs> right. For 93 years, Shure has been the go-to company for roadworthy, superior sound. Every member of the Rock Solid Podcast is proud to use the SM7B microphone because we care about bringing our listeners the best sound possible. Best sound possible. All right. Very nice. What'd you think of that, Lisa? That was kind of amazing. I love that. That's a, that's a produced piece that one of our listeners did for us. Kevin that was Quinn. really good. Kevin Quinn also produced uh, something. Uh, whenever Mike Siegel is on, he always plays... Uh, a bad song, and he calls that a seagull stinkeroo. Oh. <laughs> and so uh, Kevin made this for us. Hey, you. It's a seagull stinkeroo. Okay, so that's, that's I love that. Thank you. So <laughs> okay, thank I you, want Kevin. him to start listening to my show and, and then make, and make things for me. <laughs> yeah, I want things on my show because those are really good. But I have to say, I am having Mike Envy. These are really fancy mics. I don't have mics like this. Contact them, see what you can get. No, I'm just, I don't know. I, th- I, don't, I, think, I, I think they're too advanced for me right now. It's One my fa- day, it's my and favorite, a year from now. It's my favorite microphone because it's free. I mean, because they're great. <laughs> when I have <laughs> Madeline Albright on my show, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try for the shorts. <laughs> you should. For sure. Uh, okay, so tell us what the topic is that Lisa Goich contacted me up with. Okay, the topic, I one night, I think I was just laying in bed. It was late mm-hmm. at night. And I was like, oh, this is a perfect topic for Pat's show. A little tie-in to Pat's show and a girl on the go. Um, because I think I was reading a story 
about Patty Boyd, okay, um, who was the uh, wife of both Eric Clapton and of um, George Harrison. Uh, it's kind of like the ultimate muse. And then I started, you know, when you go down the rabbit hole online late at night, you know, you're going from this to this to this. And I went deep down to this rabbit hole. I'm like, oh my God, I so want to be a muse, right? <laughs> I'm married to a musician who's never, ever in his life yeah, written a song it about should, me. Oh, see, it no. should be easy for you to be a muse because oh, yeah. you, no. you, you yeah. lie with, with the musician. I have muse envy too. Mike envy and muse envy. Very envious. And I was like, I'm just fascinated with muses. I'm like, what do you got to do what if he wrote to a get song, a song written about you? What if he wrote like, a song called You're My Goich? <laughs> you're My Goich. <laughs> but instead of girl, he would you're say, you're, you're My Goich. Because Goich, that's so romantic. That's just, wow. <laughs> Lisa's just a good rolls, name, though, for a song. Lisa's would right be a good name for a song. Yeah, Lisa. She, Pisa. I don't know. There's, there's <laughs> I don't know. He, it would all be about me, like, you know blabbing at him or something the song would not he would have had to have written it a long time ago i right. think we're too we're far too well past the writing about song because even patty boyd by the way which we'll get into later mm -hmm. right she she didn't end up with eric clapton or george harrison no, in the no. end so even they got tired of patty boyd yeah so i'm saying you can inspire at the beginning those first three months are magic but then you wonder if, if still to this day, when you were to ask them, which I think we're going to go deal with this with Patty now, Boyd and George Harrison at some point. Be, that, that was a little sexist. Maybe she got tired of them. Uh, well, that is the truth. Well, that's true because I do believe that she might yeah. have broken up. But I'm saying, you know, I, yeah, think I, the, know. I think it wears off. But I did hear that Eric Clapton still like to this day holds a very special in his heart. Feels something. Of, yeah, feels something. That's nice. So you're right. No, you're right. That was, I didn't mean to be so sexist, but the love wears off on both <laughs> sides, you know, in most mm -hmm. relationships, right? If it fades one way, it fades the other, unless you're a stalker, <laughs> then you never give up. But then you rekindle. Yeah. Well, you can rekindle, sure. Yeah. And that there's good, I wonder if there's any rekindling songs. <gasps> did you pull any? I did. I, not that I know oh, of. Oh, oh. It's like they were together, then they broke up, then they got back together. That's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any musical ability? Do you do you sing? Uh, did you just hear? Did well, you? <laughs> that's what made me think that maybe you do. No, I played piano okay. and violin for you know twelve years growing up, each mm -hmm. something like that. But yeah, I try to play Teddy's piano sometimes, and the older I get, the more I forget. You know, I used to be yeah. able to remember certain things, and now I. Eh. We need to take Prevagen. Yeah, we need to take Prevagen. <laughs> I wonder if that works. Why don't I, why don't I, don't I just know. take it? I keep forgetting. It's a daily supplement. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so it's, it's rock and roll muses. Yeah, rock and roll muses is the topic. Rock and roll muses is the topic. And I'm going to let you start first because it's your topic and because you're the guest and because you're a lady. Oh, well, isn't that nice? Well, the first, um, the first one we're going to start with is Rosanna Arquette which I think everybody knows this song and, and the, the origin of this song um, by Toto. Uh, this song got its name from the actress Rosanna Arquette. Um, she was dating Toto key keyboardist Steve Porcaro at the time. Another tough name to say. Another tough, Porcaro. Yeah, all those... Uh, but there were a lot of Porcaros in the family. Yeah, there were three. Three Porcaros. Mike, Jeff, and Steve. Yeah. And, um, but interesting enough, Porcaro didn't write this song about Rosanna. Hmm. Mm. Um, it was written by Total Leader Dave Page. Page. Page is how we decided that you say it. Yeah. Because Steve, Steve Lukather was on here, and I'm pretty sure he said Dave Page. Yeah. Because yeah. in Serbian, I am Serbian, it would be Pajic. 
Punch. But I don't think he says it that way. Anyway, but he was always looking for a good idea for lyrics, so he went and uh, hitched his wagon to Rosanna's star, <laughs> which is a weird thing, because you, you wonder, you know, like, I don't know, did he yeah. have a thing for did her, he have a crush too? On did her? we know? Yeah. She's Maybe hot. she was just such like a, like a vibrant presence when she was around the band, and he just mm-hmm. felt like a, you know, because there's women that I don't have, that, that I, 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 you know, I'm married, I don't want to date women, any women, but, right. but I do feel, you know, like when you're, I feel happy when you're here. Oh, that's nice. When Christy nice. and April are here, I get like a charge. See? It's, it's Would fun. you write songs about us, right? Yeah, I'm working on a song called Goitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of Rosanna. finger snaps and I love the tambourine it's lovely Toto gets a bad rap I'm sorry I love Toto. I love Toto too and they get bad rap they're bad rap they're like pigeonholed to be something that they're really not because of songs maybe like this yeah but they're awfully talented oh bunch God. of guys Steve Lukather has played on over 5,000 recordings I he's mean he's crazy good like you it, it, I pick up albums now and I'll just be looking at the liner notes. I'm like, I never knew he played on this and I never knew he played on that. It's right. just crazy. I watched the Hired Gun documentary yeah, this yeah, morning yeah. and he was like... That's a great documentary, it isn't is it? It is great. And he, he was on there and he was like, you know, when 30 of the top 100 hits are your, like you've played on. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, not bragging. No, he's, he's just, just like no. saying it matter yeah. of factly. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And he's very, you know, he's really humble. Well, you know, you interviewed him. Yeah, he's yeah. A good, he's he a good dude. He's so funny too. Yeah, he's a good dude. And he was the... He was the only guest that told me to remove something after we were done, and I was so bummed because it was so great. Really? Yeah. You can tell me after because you don't want to repeat it now. No. Because that would be defeating the whole purpose of I removing know. it. I know. It was so good. So here's um, something. Look at this. I just found this because I wanted to. I wanted to find out about what did Rosanna feel about the song okay. being written about Rosanna. And the first thing to pop up was an article saying that Toto Songwriter reveals whether or not actor Rosanna Arquette inspired the band's massive 1982 hit. All right. And um, it says most of us assume it's about Rosanna. Uh, and it said the band are back, blah, 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 blah. He is saying that it was, uh, yes, it was her name, he said. Okay. It is not completely about her, but I met her at the time she was dating my best friend, Steve Carl. I was looking for a title and was singing the chorus, Meet You All the Way, when she walked into the studio. Steve was living with me at my house at the time. She was cuter than ever, see? And I had a crush on her, and as she walked out, I just finished the line with Rosanna. So some of it is about her, and I will leave the rest of it to everyone's imagination. Hmm. Sounds like it's about her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it's 100% about her. I think it's 100% about her. So, so, so good that the, that the pizza delivery guy didn't walk in just at that moment. (laughs) Bruno. (laughs) All right. I, I'm going to change my order a little bit because I have another song that was inspired by Roseanne Arquette. What? She gets two songs too? She gets two songs. What the? And not only does she get two songs, she gets two iconic songs. 
What this song was written wrong? by Peter Gabriel <gasps> and is featured in the film Say Anything. Oh, wait. And this is In Your Eyes. What? Yes. All my instincts, they return. to reach out to see if she would come in here you know i i wish i i do know i have a you know one step removed you are one step removed from, her. from everyone like, I could, no, it's I, insane i could well, get her on your podcast are you kevin now. bacon i, I know you kevin are bacon. i could um yeah if i have her on my podcast then you can come on that podcast <laughs> And we'll allow you and the girl on the gourd to go I'll, outdoors. I'll just bring my uh, <laughs> copy of uh, Toto 4 over and have her sign under Steve's <laughs> name. But um, uh, yeah, you are literally one step removed from so many people. Not really. I mean, not really. It but seems like it. It's kind of, but it's not my fault. I mean, I don't know. I don't. You told me a story, and I, I think this is since you've been on the podcast last time, that one night you were at, you were at a dinner party and you were sitting across from <gasps> someone at the table. Yeah, did I you, tell you this on the podcast? No, no, I don't think. I think you told me this at like <sighs> lunch or something. And then you said, um, "You go." You kept thinking, "I know who this person is. Oh why? God. I just why is it not?" And you both had shorts on. Yeah, that, this is how the yeah. Okay, that's how it started. Well, right. well, here's the deal: the party started mm -hmm. in front of our house. They have a very beautiful home. Mm -hmm. um, where so we're out in the other part of their house because it's not like my house where if you're in one part of the house you see everything that's in the house right <laughs> we're in one part of their house so we were walking into the other part of the home where you eat mm -hmm. and um, wait they have an eating part of their house well it's a dining room i oh, guess like most people okay. have but it's not really attached to any other rooms it's actually a dining that's room crazy. right yeah so we're walking toward the dining room and coming into the front door, which is right next to the dining room, is this guy in this pair of shorts. And I was wearing capris, right? Mm -hmm. And he looks at me and he's like, oh, hey, we're like matching or something. And he sticks yeah. his leg out and I stick my leg out and we start laughing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're wearing capris too. And I was like joking because yeah. they were just cargo shorts, whatever. Right. So I'm like, God, that guy looks familiar to me, right? <laughs> so my husband tells me I'm such an idiot sometimes. <laughs> Um, so whatever, we go into dinner, we sit down, you know, and he's sitting right across from me at the mm -hmm. dinner table. And, you know, I see my husband's face, Teddy, I see his face and I'm like, he's like starstruck. Right. And I'm like, oh, what's going, you know, we're talking it, but everybody's avoiding the elephant in the room. Right. Nobody's, right. nobody's addressing it. Right. So, um, we're talking and, you know, and I'm like, oh, do you, um, <laughs> do you, do you work in TV with, you know, so-and-so who's the, you know, the hostess He probably the thought house. that was so wonderful. And he goes, do you, you work didn't... in TV? And he goes, no, no, I'm in music. And I go, oh, okay. And um, my husband <laughs> was like probably so refreshing hitting me him. under the table, right? And I'm like, oh, my God. I <laughs> so somewhere somebody goes, hey, you know, blah, 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 Steve. And I'm like, oh, mm, it's not hitting me yet, right? And so we're talking. And I'm like, oh, I work at the Grammys and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And uh, I'm not kidding. Three quarters of the way through dinner, it took me because 
first of all, this person's hair is short now, okay? Yeah. He's a little older, mm-hmm. but that's not really the thing because when you look at this person's face, it's exactly the same face. <laughs> it was Steve Perry that was sitting right across from me at dinner. <laughs> Steve Perry from Journey. I so didn't funny. even, but three quarters of the way through, I was like, oh my God, then I'm getting like hot, right? I'm like, oh my. Then you start thinking about all the stuff you said, mm-hmm. right? And then you try to make up for it. Yeah. Because, you, you know, then, oh, well, yeah, you know. Uh, Oh my God. I was, you know, oh, you know, so then um, we go to jam afterwards in the, she's got a, like a guest house in the back that they yeah, turned into a studio of course. and um, everybody jams in there. So we're, we're jamming and, um, or they're jamming, I'm watching and you know, everybody's like, oh, please. And he, first of all, he's not even playing anything. He's just sitting on the couch. Yeah. He just, so then he goes, yeah. I was playing drums, which I have no idea how to play drums. <laughs> I'm playing drums with Steve Perry in the room. So he comes up to me, goes, here, I'll take over. So he comes over and takes over the drums and he's doing this, but he doesn't sing. Never sings. And everybody, you know, everybody's waiting. You're all like, please. And everybody's just itching. Let's please. Please, Steve, sing something. Please sing something. So anyway, the night goes on. He says he's got to go. He leaves. He was there for a very long time. Mm -hmm. He leaves. The minute he walks out the door, and then they're, they're very large yards. Everyone they have faints. To get, they give it about, you know, five minutes to make sure he's out uh-huh. of earshot. And then they're like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I already couldn't right wait. They're it. all right like, please, it. we just been killing, dying to sing a Journey song all night long. And forgive me for asking this question, but what, what TV shows does Steve Perry work on? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he I, worked on the Brady Bunch. He worked on the Brady yeah, Bunch. Okay. He, was, he, worked, he was a second... Uh, second key grip speaking do they have those on tv shows i don't even know now speaking <laughs> of the brady bunch you you showed me where the brady bunch house is out yeah here. you're the one that showed me that yeah because it used to be next door to my office right and you go oh the house yeah. next door it's the brady bunch house i'm like yeah. what you yeah. know the roof's just different or something and i yeah. drove and i'm like that's the fucking brady bunch house i know it's crazy right yeah it's crazy. People will come by all the time. That must be annoying. They would drive by all the time. Then they come out of their cars and they'd take pictures. And, you know, sometimes the Brady kids, I know Susan Olson, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes the Brady kids like go over there and, you know, they'll just go and <laughs> for, you know, maybe let's say somebody's doing an interview on them yeah. and they'll take them to the house and do an interview. But then the cars that are coming by all, that's why they're driving. That's the only reason they drive down the street. Yeah. And, um, you know, then they stop. They're like, oh my God. When you buy that house, they must have to tell you, okay, look. Right. <laughs> this used to be where the Adams family lives. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It does look familiar. Well, the lady who's lived there has lived there forever. I, I don't even know if she's, I wonder if she's still alive. She was an older woman. But it's just the exterior of the house. It's yeah, just, just like the what exterior. they used when, when they would. Bum, the backyard bum, bum, is nothing, nothing like the backyard. No. no. They don't have that staircase. I don't even know if this house actually has two floors. I don't like, think it does. You're, you know what's funny? You're right. I think it it's doesn't. just a high ceiling. I, I, and when you when they show that house from the outside on TV, it's not a two story house, but no. inside it's got two stories. I know, that's I know. ridiculous. I know. Oh my god! <laughs> For fifty years, everybody never knew it. Yeah, but when you look at it, it's like it would have to. I mean, maybe I don't know. It just looks like it's probably got high ceilings on no, the inside. No, no. And then no, maybe there's just, some. You know, what do you call those? Like a loft. No, you're you making, know, no, there was a whole, <laughs> that's where all the bedrooms were. Yeah. It couldn't have been just been a loft. No, no, it wasn't like a colonial style home. Mm-hmm. Whereas the way the, the built, the bedrooms were laid out in that house, yeah. it was like a long hallway where you would have two, you know, yeah. girl rooms across from girl. I don't think that house could, could no see. way. That is so hysterical. Are you <laughs> looking at it right now? Yeah. Cause there's no, there's no way. There's no, no way. <laughs> and it's funny that the guy was an architect. 
Wouldn't they have thought that, that, that anybody who was an architect at the time would look at the house and go, he can't possibly be an architect in the well, show because you can't get two floors in that. Another thing is <laughs> they also told us that that dad liked women. Oh, well, that's true, and we, too. And that wasn't true. <laughs> that wasn't All right, true. Let's get, uh, let's get another song going. What do you got next on your list? Okay, well, let's go to Patty Boyd because I'm going to hold the other one that I had on my list next for uh, later. Right? Okay, We sure. might hold that one. So Patty Boyd, she is my... Oh, She's like the ultimate muse because sort of like Rosanna Arquette, which I never knew that In Your Eyes was written about Rosanna Arquette. Patty Boyd has had several songs written about her. Um, several. You can't get right. one. I can't get Rosanna one. Rosanna Arquette gets two. She gets Patty two. Boyd gets several. Patty Boyd, uh, you know, the uh, wife of Eric, former wife of Eric Clapton and George Harrison. Okay, these are the three songs, three of the hit. These are the big ones. These are the ones that every woman would go, What? Layla. Okay. Mm -hmm. We got Layla. Do you want me to want me to name them first? Then we'll go into some of them. Or do you want me to, uh, do you want to play them? Okay. Well, you, let's hear Layla. Then we'll hear the next one. Then we'll hear the next one. Okay. That's your. That's one, Miss Boyd. What else would you like? I mean, and what a song! That's an iconic song. No one doesn't know that song. Yeah, and Is it wasn't it? called Patty though. It was called Layla, but whatever. Yeah. It's about her. Um, and then we'll go to the second Eric Clapton song. Um, and by the way, Eric Clapton and George Harrison were like best friends. And then yeah, they, sounds like it. And then they, they, share, every, they, share, <laughs> they everything. share everything. And then they weren't. Um, Okay, this one, I think this would be Every Girl's Dream, Wonderful Tonight. Oh, I love this song. It's a beautiful song. Yep. <sighs> it's late in the evening. She's wondering what clothes to wear. She puts on her makeup and brushes along. That's just a great song. It's so beautiful. The difference between my song would be, you know, you know, she's, uh, it's late in the evening, you know, she's blow drying her curly brown, really red hair. Um, you know, then she turns around and asks me, do these pants make my ass look big? <laughs> and I say, honey, we're late. Get the fuck moving. We might, so we, we make the party tonight. TV, TV Steve Perry. <laughs> the conversation would go nothing like that conversation if we were getting ready to go somewhere. Like, he wrote a song about getting ready to go. Yeah. That's because like, he couldn't take her, his eyes off of her just getting ready. He was, was infatuated with so her. She was so beautiful. He's like, oh, God. Like, 
ain't yeah. gonna happen in my house. He has a couple verses that no, this, he doesn't even want to go out. I don't want to stay in. Are you wearing that? That's that would be my song. That'd be the title of. <laughs> is that song. is that what you're wearing? Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> okay, so she's got two from Clapton, then she gets one from George Harrison, and it's actually recorded by the Beatles. Right, it's not it's, a George Harrison solo no, song. No, it's recorded by the Beatles. Something for God's sake. Just so everyone knows, the first line, it, it George stole from James Taylor. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, because James Taylor was recording his first album. He was signed to Apple Records for mm-hmm. his debut album. It was produced by Peter Asher, and they were recording at Abbey Road Studios. And and um, James Taylor, on his first album, there's a song called Something in the Way She Moves. Oh, that's right. And the first line of both. And did I he think, just do it to pay homage to the song? I think song? George had been hearing it so much, and mm-hmm. it just stuck in his head. Uh-huh. Oh, no way. Yeah. I never even, I know both What are you going to do if you're James Taylor yeah, recording right. your first album? You're just going to go, eh, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I know. Right? And you do know both, so- yeah. both songs. Everyone does. And you just don't put it together. You don't like, put it together oh. like that. Right. Yeah. But you're right. If you were, I would just think maybe it was like, you know, you know, doing a little tweak to the song. But yeah. here's the deal. So for something, right, we've all heard that, um, you know, it was about her. But um, did you, do you have this clip of the... The YouTube. I do not have the oh, YouTube. Let me see clips. if I can find it. Here, I can. I can pull okay, it up. Okay, you can find. If you want to show uh, it to me, it's kind of well. Although it's a weird um, YouTube okay. clip. Um. So I found this clip that I think that there might be some, uh, some, you know, controversy here as to whether or not it really was written about her. Um, Is he denying it after the fact? He seems to be kind of denying it. I ran into this clip of him, sort of uh, not really, you know. Um, not really on board with it, like as much as he should have been. Hmm. But I think Eric Clapton came second, right? Uh, I think he was with, she was with George Harrison first. No, she was, yeah, she was with George Harrison first and then she moved on to Eric Clapton. I gotta be honest, I don't even know what Patty Boyd looks like. I have to look it up. She's very pretty, but obviously she's something that's good enough something Mm. in the way she moves and she combs her long brown hair. Hair, blonde hair. Oh yeah, she's very pretty. Yeah, you know, so it's the way that she moved and combed her hair. Everybody was fascinated with that. I think I got to work on that on my own. Um, she's still with us, seventy-four years old. Well, no, I think she passed away. What? Right? Wikipedia oh. says she's still here. Oh, it has born. It doesn't have d- deceased. Yeah. Uh, no, what? that's true. But yeah, mm, I mm. found the clip. So help, okay, help play. Her. Um, just uh. Start the clip and let's see, because I think the clip is pretty much just about this topic. It's George Harrison talking about the origin of this song. Okay. How did I get to meet him? No, no, no. But how did, right, how did you meet him? No. How did you decide? We shared the same wife. <laughs> oh, what's that? Some weird intro. So many That's weird. people over the years have written great songs about Patty, as we know. Well, actually, the one I wrote wasn't really about her. <laughs> Everybody says it was, but it wasn't. I just like to put that straight. And um, let's get to George first. He wrote mm. something in the way she moves. And um, Well, you're thinking of something. 
That's what everybody says, but that's not true. I actually wrote, isn't it a pity? That's more like... I'm deeply, deeply honoured that George wrote that seriously beautiful song. I wrote two about... about in fact, no, I've written several. I've written several... I've written a couple of songs about Patty since we've been um, estranged. Um, and, you know, he was quite shy and he didn't really tell me straight away that he'd written it for me. Which one, Which room was that about? Something. It wasn't. It was just a song. Anybody. Yeah, it wasn't. No, no non-specific. He waited till he got back from the studio and they put it down on a cassette... Do you remember those little cassettes? Yes. And so he played it and said that he'd written it for me and I was just completely blown away. But she's a very inspirational lady. You know, well, she says it is yeah, for her. Yeah, he says she says. She says it's yeah. for her and then he denies it. Huh. He's denying it because for his, whatever the current wife was, Olivia Harrison maybe at the time. Well, maybe, and maybe because uh, they broke up and yeah. then she went off with Eric Clapton who wrote a billion songs for her. Yeah. So anyway, I think the moral of the story is girls... <laughs> if you if you're going to date a musician, make sure you date yourself a prolific songwriter yeah. with a future. Just give him a nudge every now and then. <laughs> what does my name rhyme with? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to jump to a song from I think 1964. This is a Roy Orbison song. This was written for his wife. Uh, his wife then died tragically. Um, Roy and his wife Claudette is the name of the song, and Claudette Orbison. They uh, they they loved motorcycles, and um, when they were uh, they were riding motorcycles, and she hit a truck. She ran into a truck oh my and God. was killed instantly. She struck the door of a pickup truck. Maybe it opened, and she hit it, and that was it. Did they even wear helmets back then when they rode motorcycles? They probably didn't. That's crazy. Those those doors are probably made of steel. I know. So the the tragedy that I'm giving you uh, is um, quite the opposite of the fun that is this song. Have you ever heard this song, Claudette? Yes. Love it. Kyle, this is fun. Go ahead. Well, I got a brand new baby and I feel so good. She loves me even better than I thought she would. On my way to her house and I'm blown out of breath When I see her tonight I'm gonna squeeze it to death Claudette Pretty little pet Claudette Never make me fret Claudette She's the greatest little girl that I've ever met Get the best love in that I'll ever get from Claudette Whoa, whoa, Claudette yeah, I think there's a cool part coming up that I love I just love that. All right. Great song. That's a great song. So sad. Oh, what a terrible thing. Yeah. It was... uh, Plus in the song, he says, when I see you, I'm going to squeeze you to death. Oh, jeez, Pat. Did you... I went there. You went there, Pat. (laughs) What do you got next? So anyway, that's a a beautiful song. Yeah, it's fun. a good story. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take this in a completely different direction right now because all these other ones were kind of about women who people dated or were married to so far. We're going to get back to more of those, right? But... One of, the, one of the people that I am most fascinated by, and one day I have to interview this person before she dies. I don't think she has died yet. No, I think she's still alive. Is it Patty Boyd because she's still no. alive? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I thought Patty Boyd died because we had her on our show, right? Uh-huh. And uh, no, you know who died? Who? I'm sorry. Such a fun show. Cynthia Lennon. Yeah, Cynthia Lennon. That's who died. Die. She yes. was on our show too. Yeah, you're right. Patty Boyd's still alive. Yeah. Crap, we could have had her. <laughs> 
Wrong one. So Wrong who's views. the person you want to interview? Connie Hamsey. Sweet, sweet Connie. Oh, she's a, she's a lady of the night. She, well, she's not really a lady of the night. She's a lady of all day, really. That's right. Day, she's night, a, morning. No, I'm, I'm wrong. She's, not a, she's not a prostitute. No, she's, she's not a, a prostitute. She's a groupie. She's a groupie. I'm sorry. I apologize to all prostitutes and groupies. She's a groupie. I think they prefer Shh. sex worker. Sex worker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sex worker. <laughs> yeah. Pamela DeBar has been on the show. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but she ended up marrying a musician. So, you know, it yes, kind of true. legitimized her groupiness. That's true. And they're but, still friends, Michael and Pamela. Yeah. yeah. And I loved her book, too. Like, I'm fascinated with the groupies. Mm. I don't know why. I just am... I, I, just am fascinated by I, that whole thing. When I ever have a, uh, a, I'll call them a celebrity guest on before mm-hmm. we start, I say, is there anything you don't want to talk about? And she said to me, she goes, I will not talk about, I will not say who's the, who was the biggest or who was the best. Oh. <laughs> so I said, great. Will you say who was the smallest and the worst? And she's like, kid. <laughs> so she's like, kid. I'm like, all right, I'm just joking. That's really Barely funny. a kid. All right, go ahead. I would I'm like sorry. to know who was the worst. You know, I actually. So this is, this is sweet, sweet Connie. Sweet, sweet Connie uh, that was, uh, you know, um, she was just, she was, what was the word I would call it? What, she was. She's a groupie. Honored. No, but I'm saying she was, you know, for, forever and ever. She was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm going to say memorialized because mm-hmm. she's alive in Grand Funk Railroad's American Band. Yes. Let's hear it. That's uh, that's such a great song, and yet that lyric always bothers me. We're coming to your town. We'll help you party down. Right. It seems like so easy and bass, but it works. I know, but it works, it works right? Works for that song. It but sure uh, does. but I hear that song and I think about that, and I'm like, you know, they all they can't wait to get all those Chiquitas in Omaha. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't wait to get yeah. there because they're going to go see Sweet Sweet Connie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and who knows what she's doing? She must have been doing something right. Well, it says, can I can I be how how? Uh, oh, you can say whatever you want. Okay. I'm reading this. This is just from Wikipedia. Get your kids out of the room. Everyone get your Every, kids get out of the room. Kid, no one has kids in the room. Oh. <laughs> it's it's, it's um, people with headphones on, well, you on know the, the bus. Right. Okay, good. <laughs> she had the show, whole show and that's a natural fact. That is a natural fact. Like I was listening to this interview by her and she would, when they would come into town, mm-hmm. Everybody got They'd it. Party down. <laughs> They'd party yeah. down. Everybody. How many it's people Hamzy are on the show? Personally claims to have given oral sex to various members of the many bands that have traveled through Little Rock. Her alleged groupie escapades were detailed in a Cosmopolitan profile. Um, she was on this interview with Joan Rivers, mm-hmm. which was actually really funny. Um, Lisa did so much research. I know. It, I don't. It's too hard to try to pull that up. But I guess you could do Connie Hamsey and. It's kind of a long thing there, but um, it was a great interview because Joan, Joan Rivers never got embarrassed about anything, no. right? Uh, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, Connie. There was a point in, the, in this thing. 
Is that what it sounded like? It's, it's Marissa. kind of funny. I think if it's okay to play this, it was a really great interview. Sure. How um, long is it? I don't know. You could just play parts of it. What for just your 15 minutes play, of a Joan Rivers a, interview? Play a little part of it. All right. That's our show. Because it's fun. But at the end, like Joan Rivers was so like, she's like, oh my God, that's it. I'm going to lose my show now. <laughs> like that's how much Connie was revealing. It is 10. It's 11 minutes long. Okay. Yeah. No, just you know, do a just, couple of, just drop somewhere in it. Just somewhere in the middle. Just scroll through until you see Joan putting her fingers down her throat. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, yes, do they, they get are. to know you? Like, they come back and they call you up? Every time, every tour, every time they come to Little Rock or Memphis or within a 500-mile radius of Little Rock. I try to cover a 500-mile radius. Does it? <laughs> what about your real life? You're a very good-looking woman. Thank you. 21 years, you haven't had a real relationship with a man at all? And like, a, a, a no. date and a guy that fell in love with you and said, let's get married and... Has this been part of I was life? engaged in 83, but it just didn't work out because... <laughs> well, the, I wonder why. Because I was giving oral sex to the whole... <laughs> the concerts are first and foremost. What do That's you, what I've lived for since I was 15. Just to, What do you 15. get out of the, the closeness to all of them? Yeah, what do you get? The closeness and making friendships with people like Kiss and who various you, bands. Who are some of the people you slept with, can you say? Yes. Kiss, you just said. Kiss, Don Henley, Fleetwood Mac, the other <laughs> names that are in the penthouse article. Give a couple. <laughs> uh, I know David Lee Roth said you can't mention him. <laughs> something happened. Yeah. Yeah, something happened with David Lee Roth. I don't know. She, she can't get into it. Kyle Dodson. But, um, Kyle Dodson. <laughs> but uh, she was with everybody, right? So, um, but, and I, wonder, I don't know if there's any other songs about her. I think just this one. That seems to be the only one that's... Um, uh, that seems to be the only one that's mi- so all that work that she did. Yeah. Here's the deal. So you're Patty Boyd. You get mm-hmm. like 22 songs written about you just for brushing your hair and walking into a room. Right. Right. Connie. Connie works her ass off. Yeah. She should be everyone. Works her everyone ass should have a song about Connie. For a 500 mile radius. 500 mile radius she works her ass off. Comes into one town. song. I imagine she didn't pay for the show though, right? She just got in free. She probably got free. She got free tickets. tickets. Comps. Uh, now see the thing about Backstage this, this groupy thing that doesn't work the opposite way like if I was to go back in time and I <laughs> right. wanted to be a male groupie like I couldn't go I couldn't go meet and have sex with Stevie Nicks and <laughs> and Carly Simon that it just doesn't work the other way isn't that funny it doesn't work that way like the guy doesn't they don't go hey you want to come back to my room we'll smoke some pot yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah. no it doesn't no, work that doesn't way, work that way. Right. No, I don't yeah, know. I'm a groupie, you know, I'm hoping to meet Carly Simon tonight, 1977 Carly Simon. It's not going to no, happen. It's not going to. Well, it's a perfect example. Comics. There's the perfect example. Comedians. Mm-hmm. Guy comedians on the road. You know, we're always, there's waitresses. There was the girls who yep. came to the show. Never once in my 15 years of comedy or 17 or however many years it was, did I ever end up with somebody in the audience. Did you want to? No. Never. <laughs> that's why. Never. That's what I'm saying. But that's what? Why. But guy comics were with people all the time. I never did that either. Though. I'd just go back and have a pizza and watch ER. Good. That's what I would do. I would go <laughs> back or, and have a pizza and watch Law. ER. Would like, you eat the whole pizza? The whole I eat a whole pizza. pizza. Hell yeah. I say that all the time. Every <laughs> five nights a week, you eat a whole pizza in your room. A whole entire pizza. <laughs> like they bring this giant pizza and be like, I have a couple slices. Whole thing's gone. It's insane. I'm more like I was more like you. That was what I was doing. So I don't know if it's just a girl thing and a guy thing, but it's it's not really something that i ever yeah you know, i would never do did you ever work for Joni the the booker Joni byford did you ever do any? no 
I don't think so. She, what club did she book? She just booked one nighters and stuff. Oh. But one night she uh, books me at a one nighter. It was like Southern Illinois, and uh, I think I, I might have been the opener at that point. And I'm in my hotel room in like uh, some horrible hotel, and like at one in the morning she calls my room. <gasps> she was she also came down to make sure the show right. ran okay. And she's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And I'm like, uh, "Oh, you know, just, just you know, sleep. You know, just getting ready to fall asleep. I was already asleep." And she's like, "Hey, I'm just." <laughs> Come on to check in, and I'm just like, and I, I didn't have a thought at all that there was any shenanigans at all. I'm like, oh, that's very nice of you, Joan. And then like, I get back and I'm talking. I tell the guys this, you know, the other guy comes. They're like, dude, she totally wanted to come over and do you yes, in your room. I'm like, did, what? what are you talking? Are you serious? That was I'm just like, worrying oh. about his next pizza. I was just like, even oh, just finishing up the pizza. I'd, I'd have you over, but there's crumbs in the bag from the pizza. <laughs> That's so funny. So you didn't even have a clue. Nope, nope. No, yeah. See, uh, I like that. I like that about you, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my next song. I'm gonna go with this is Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. He recorded this for his um, his MTV Unplugged, but Bruce did a sneaky thing and he did his show Plugged. Oh, <laughs> he didn't do Unplugged. He did Plugged. But this, he opened the show with this, and this was for I don't know if they were married at the time or just dating. This was for. It's his wife now, Patty Schialfa, or is uh-huh. it Schialfa? Schialfa. And this is Redheaded Woman. Oh. So here we go. Well, brunettes are fine, man, and blondes are fun, but when it comes to getting a dirty job done, I'll take a redheaded woman. A redheaded woman. It takes a redheaded woman to get a dirty job done. Listen up, stud, your life's been wasted till you got down on your knees and tasted a red-headed woman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bruce. What? The people in the booth at MTV are like, wait a minute. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Is, the boss is going blue on us. <laughs> whoa. Yeah. When it comes to getting a dirty job done. Whoa. Knees. Whoa. Knees and all that. Okay. I think he meant he was going to be eating some pizza <laughs> at her coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> Patty Ski Alpha. That, now, I wonder if that was before. Remember, he was with, who was that model? Uh, remember, or um, was with some. That was um, Julia, Julia Julian Phillips Springsteen. Yeah. Right. No, this was after yeah. that. This oh, so that. he wrote this after that. Yeah, this was for yeah. Patty. Because I always wondered if he had a crush on Patty mm-hmm. first because they played together, right? Yeah. So you wondered if there was some interest there yeah, to probably. begin with. And that's probably why the model mm-hmm. marriage didn't work because he was just. Oh, yeah, he, he cheated on Patty on the wife. Yeah. 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 Just sort of like Prince Charles and Diana mm-hmm. with Camilla. He never could forget about her. Camilla. I know, whatever, you know. The heart wants what the heart wants. The heart wants what the heart <laughs> wants. They were bonded by chemistry, Pat. You so. cannot deny they the can't chemistry. Deny chemistry. So, okay. The uh, next verse of that song was about the carpet matching the drapes. If oh. in case you're curious. <laughs> it wasn't, Kyle. Was. Don't try to cue it up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go back and listen to I it. Know, he just plugged his headphones into the computer so he could listen in <laughs> private. <laughs> so, um, okay, so is it your turn? My turn. No, I just played uh, oh, yeah, the no, nasty did, redheaded woman song. Did, yeah, I, I never even heard um, those lyrics. I never guess I never paid attention because I wasn't listening that closely as to how dirty that little song is. <laughs> okay, speaking of um, Steve Perry, my dinner guest that I didn't know was Steve Perry. Uh, the song Oh Sherry, mm-hmm. okay, was about his, I think it was like a very early girlfriend when the, when the band first started, Sherry Swafford. Yeah, she's in the video and too. The Sherry in the video yeah, is her. That's her in the video. She would have been Sherry Perry. She, oh why didn't they get God, married? Why did? 
Sherry Why didn't Perry. they marry Sherry Perry? So cute. It would have been super cute. Mm. And she was really cute. She was yes. a, and, and he was not cute in the Sherry O Sherry video. No, he was he wasn't. chunky. Something yeah. happened. Some, yeah. Some road well, food. Well, he had the hair, you know, he, he... Yeah, but he gained... He was like in, packed into some mom jeans. Yeah. It doesn't look good. And she was... Well, mom jeans were the style for oh, guys true. back in those days. But but he... Um, but she was like super cute. Yeah, she was. Tiny thing. She's still... I, I, I went down the rabbit hole with that one too. I was like, oh my God, what is she doing now? How does she look? She's very reclusive. She, mm-hmm. doesn't, she doesn't talk about this. No. I think she did one interview with somebody for maybe some blog or something. And that's the only thing she ever did. It's funny you should say that. Bring her in, Kyle. No, she's not. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. I want to compliment you on your mic technique because everyone oh. that comes in here, I tell them mm-hmm. that they have to speak close to the mic mm-hmm. and they and they don't. And you are doing perfect. Doesn't she sound perfect? Mm-hmm. It's because my ears on radio. You know, mm-hmm. I was a radio Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah. I tell people, I go, if, if you don't hear, if it doesn't sound right in your headphones, then you're too far away from it. I interviewed somebody a while ago on my, sh- on my, re- on my thing. And this is where the person was the entire time. No. And I kept saying, could you please go back to the microphone? Yeah, yeah get closer. And somebody, I think, who should have known. And I couldn't get them to stay here. Like, I want to tie their face to the mic yeah. just so they just stay right there. There should be a strap that goes on your ears <laughs> and then hooked to the mic. So that you can't move your head yeah, at all. Just like, yeah. like a retain those retainer things. Yep, those but it's to night the mic. guards. Yep. Yeah. That's so right. I interrupted you. We're talking about, oh, Sherry. Sherry Swafford. Yeah. So anyway, they, they, they dated. They broke up. Apparently, it was very serious because he wrote this beautiful song about her. I went from the beginning. Should have been gone. I love that. Knowing how I made you feel and I should have been gone. After all, your words are steel. Oh, I must have been a dreamer. love that song and it's so passionate it isn't is. it yeah. you can feel his passion there mm-hmm. that was all the way back in the 80s yeah i think oh. 84 i think yeah and anyway they're still friends apparently well that's good that's what i've read a friend I've... of mine has dinner with him all the time <laughs> <laughs> i should have asked him to write a song about me since he's not singing anymore maybe he could have just written one i could have just said you know what Steve, I've been chatting with my husband who's never written a song about me. Might you want to write one? Yeah, why don't you guys get in the room together? Can we just, you know, I'll make out with you if you'll write a song about me. And then Teddy goes on tour with Steve Perry. (laughs) An evening of journey music with Steve Perry and Teddy Zigzag. (laughs) All right. uh, With Teddy singing all the songs. Teddy sounds nothing like Steve Perry. All right. I have, uh, I'm going to play two songs and I'll tell you why in a minute. First, what we're going to hear is... A song from The Who's 1982 album called uh, It's Hard, and the song is called Athena. Mm. Let's hear Mm -hmm. a little of Athena. Athena, I had no idea how much I'd need her. In peaceful times, I'd hold her close and I'd feed her. My heart starts palpitating when I think my guess was wrong, but I think I'll get along. She's just a girl. Now, the reason I played that is Pete Townsend wrote that song, but he didn't write it for someone 
named Athena. He wrote it for an actress named Teresa Russell. Oh. And he was at a party one night at her, uh, she was married to film director Nicholas Rogue, mm-hmm. and Pete Townsend just became infatuated with her. And uh, here's what he says, uh, this is via Wikipedia. I got drunk as usual, but I had also taken my first line. <laughs> I had also taken my first line of cocaine that very evening before oh. meeting her, and decided I was in love. And oh. uh, and I guess like he he like tried to meet with her, and she just didn't reciprocate. She was just she was like she was like Pete, I'm married. It's just right. it's very flattering, but move right. on. But he was infatuated with her, so he wrote the song Teresa. And oh. uh, the demo is on his album called Scoop Three. I think it's on. And let's hear Teresa. Teresa wasn't a bomb like Athena. Teresa. I love that in Athena. She's a girl. She's a bomb, which I don't know what that means. She's a bomb? She's the bomb. She's, yeah, I think that she means... Da, da bomb? She's she's a bomb? All right. What do you got for us? Um, okay, so next... Now, I believe this is the origin of this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I looked this up, but I, I think... I, I, I believe this song. Um, How You Gonna See Me Now by Alice Cooper. You know, we're mm-hmm. gonna tie this back to our first interview. Yes, yes. Um, you going to see Alice Cooper and Ace Frehley at the Greek Theater this summer? I do not have tickets yet, but you get tickets. I'm gonna there, work right? on that. Is but it I hard? I always like to ask for free tickets. I don't like to do that. Who do you ask? Calico? No, it's <laughs> his daughter, right? I go straight to the management. You go to management. Yeah, right? yeah. You call your friend Calico. I know. I could call Calico. I love saying that. Is that her real name? Is that her birth name? Yeah, it is. And it's Calico, Sonora, and um, Dash, Dashel. That's a lot of names. Mm-hmm. The three kids. No, those are the oh, three Oh, I children. thought that was her full name. <laughs> Calico, Calico Sonora, Sonora Dash, Dash Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> okay. And do they, is their last name Cooper? Or do they use yeah, the real name? Yeah, they're all Coopers. Yeah, they're everybody's not, Cooper. Uh, they're mm-hmm. not Fernier? No, all everybody's right. Cooper. He, it's a le- he, he changed it legally. All right. So, you know, if you saw the Alice Cooper documentary, anybody out there, yes. which was so good, Super Duper good. Alice Cooper, yeah. was really great. Um, you know, Alice went through some troubles there, some troubled mm-hmm. times, uh, where he was married and there was some challenges mm-hmm. because of his drinking and, and then, and, the, and, and she was going to leave more stuff after that. Yeah. Too. And then more stuff after that. It was a, you know, he was very deep down mm-hmm. dirty into the, it's truly a miracle that Alice Cooper is alive right now and look so healthy and he is so healthy Yeah, and still killing it on yeah. stage and on the golf course. I know. And doing more shows than like anybody every year. Yeah. It's He's constantly traveling and touring. And, and, you know, it's like these guys like Scott Weiland and stuff. Just take mm-hmm. a, just take up golfing. Right. And love your family. <laughs> and love your family. And you'll get through it. And love the Jesus because Alice loves, uh, he's, you know, they're, they're his, Christian. They're, they're person, born again. That's yeah. his personal yeah. savior. Yeah. They're right. very, they're very religious. Both of their parents, I think we talked about this before, are ministers. Cheryl's dad and Alice's dad oh. were ministers. So, um, you know, religion, I think has kept him mm-hmm. on the straight and narrow. It's and not my thing, the, but if um, that's what you want to do, if it right. works for you. But it worked, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, but he almost died. So this is a song that he um, did after rehab produced by david foster yeah and co-written by the way by bernie toppin 
And I think Steve Lukather plays on this album. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Really? I'm looking it up. Okay, look it up. <laughs> Dear darling, surprised to hear from me. Bet you're sitting, drinking coffee, yawning sleepily. Just to let you know, I'm gonna be home soon. Awkward and afraid Time has changed Your point of view How you gonna see me now Please don't see me ugly, babe Cause I know I let you down In oh so many ways How you gonna see me now Since we've been on our own Are you gonna love the man when the man gets home? Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. I've always loved that song. Not only does Steve Lukather play on the album, he co-wrote two songs. He co-wrote uh, Nurse Rosetta. Oh. And he co-wrote uh, the song called Serious. Wow, and Nurse Rosetta is still a character in Alice's shows. Yeah, it's so cool. Crazy. Here's yeah. who else plays on this album. D. Johnston and D. Uh, Davy Johnston and D. Murray from the Elton John Band. Right. Uh, Steve Lukather, uh, David Hungate, who was bass player for um, on the first four Toto albums, mm -hmm. uh, Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick, and so and Jay Graydon, who is in the Hired Guns documentary. I think he's the one that writes the uh, the solo for one of those uh, Steely Dan songs. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. writes the solo when he's it's kind of gross. He says he's I'm there, so I'm taking a shit. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Kind of, yeah nice. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Oh, and Steve Lurkather tells a story about this guy, Jay, Jay, Jay Graydon. He's, uh, he has OCD, so when he goes to the bathroom, he takes all of his clothes off. Oh, my God. Yeah, and he was like, he, he was like, he was, he was like, he wanted to remember it, so he's like trying to put his clothes on while he's like running back in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so <laughs> he didn't lose his train. He didn't use a train of thought. Okay, that's really all right, funny. All right. Well, anyway, it's, it, that's, I love that lovely song. And he doesn't really write many personal songs. Most of his songs no. are fictitious. Cold Ethel, come on. Yeah. That's feed, not real. Feeding his Frankenstein. Feed your Frankenstein. <laughs> that's personal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my next song, it's only 46 seconds long. What? It's, uh, this, this is, for me, whenever I think of rock and roll, uh, a true rock and roll marriage and a true love story, it's uh, Paul and Linda McCartney. Oh, yes. So this is from his first solo album, just called McCartney, and this is just simply The Lovely Linda. Ah. It's like he was trying to think, ah, oh, she wants me to write a song about her. What do I say? La, 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 lovely Linda. Man, if I can just keep this thing under a minute, be so happy. Throw it on and B-side bonus track. La, 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 la. How's my song coming along, Paul? Flowers in her Why is he married to Sharon Osbourne? He's married to Sharon Osbourne. Ozzy, I want you to write a song for me. 
Something about me coming home. <laughs> Call me mama. Not my best sharing today. But that was really good. It's okay. <laughs> that was really good. What's next? Okay, next. Um, this one I think everybody knows. Uh, um, she was a supermodel. She still looks pretty darn good, I have to say. Uh, and I think she's like 60-something. She now. is. Yeah, she's 60-something right now. Uh, one of the wives of a very famous musician. Where she live? One she of the many wives. She by live the way. uptown. I think she does. Okay. She once lived downtown, but then yeah. she moved uptown, she moved and uptown. then Billy Joel wrote this song about her. All right. The lovely Christy Brinkley. Watch the hired gun documentary? No. Because Teddy's kind of a hired gun. It's kind of one of the reasons why I didn't want when I didn't watch it. I was sort of in yeah. a little personal protest mm-hmm. as to why he wasn't chosen to be on that. Yeah, okay, that makes everybody sense. Everybody we know is on it. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So Yeah, and Teddy's played with so many people. Yeah. Alice, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses at the height, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he played with Guns N' Roses at the height. Yeah. And with uh, as a hired gun. Yeah. Carol King. Mm-hmm. On and on. And he's with, uh, he's with the Boxmasters right With the Boxmasters right now. But no, he was not chosen to be on, and I don't know why. All right, then I understand and why so you wouldn't want to watch been, it. Uh, I'm not stout. I have no, no desire. Billy Joel's painted with a great brush in that. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Good or bad? Bad? Horrible. Really? Yeah. Horrible. By, by his sidemen? Yes. Is Liberty DeVito in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You and know Russell what? Russell Javers, the I guitar player? I spoke to Liberty DeVito once for something. I, I'll just... You know, whatever. I had to talk to him about something, some business stuff. I feel really bad for Liberty DeVito because for me, he is one of the, the great rock drummers of that era. era. Like for me, um, the, way, uh, the way Kenny Aronoff is with John Mellencamp's band is the way Liberty is with Billy. And it's mm-hmm. just, he really did those guys a disservice. Really? And they played with him forever. Yeah, it was the Billy like, Joel band. It was like, yeah. we're, we're the guys. We're Billy's. Like, they never thought that they were going to be replaced. Right. But Billy's, I guess after Billy's manager fucked him, Billy just became paranoid about everyone's going to fuck him and then just got rid of him, right? Yeah. Pretty they much. Said, they said he got like a financial advisor and yeah. that guy was like, why are you paying these guys this much when you could just pay anyone less? Anything, yeah. And so he fired everyone but Liberty, Liberty DeVito. And then he was kind of the enemy for a yeah, while. He was, but he was like, "Hey, I'm just." He goes, "Hey, I oh. got a yeah." He he got rid of every, and then he, I guess those guys were mad at Liberty. But he's like, "Hey, I got kids and the bills to pay, and I love I love my job." Right. But then he got rid of Liberty. And then it, yeah, that's that's not cool. That was a yeah. noise I just made. I, now I kind of want to see it because those are really good stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody like Liberty Devito should be in that documentary because he was a yeah. sideman for a band. And Alice is in it for mm-hmm. like six hundred years, and I know some people that play with Alice are in it. Alice is, I know. <laughs> Alice is great though because he goes, I want someone who's the great, the best at their, at their position on stage with me. He goes, yeah. I don't care who it is. If they're the best, then that's who I want. And yeah. then he tells everyone, he's like, I want you to go on and be better. Yeah, go do something. Like, go do yeah, something. he does. He lets. Have you ever watched like his guitar players? Like mm-hmm. they're always like he pushes them way out in the front line. Yeah, they yeah. talk about Ryan that. Roxy gets to just be 
fabulous yeah, yeah. in his shirtless mm-hmm. wondering mm-hmm. of himself. And he's just great. You and know, I mean, Orianthi was there for yeah, years. Yeah, she was there. And now Nita, uh, what's her name? Nita Strauss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then the other, uh, Chuck Garrick also is, you know, Calico Cooper plays with Chuck Garrick and his band, Bisto Blanco. Whenever I need uh, tickets, I just call Calico. Just call. <laughs> Do I call him? <laughs> now, this quote, I'm afraid. You should I, have Calico on your show. That would be she nice. She is a hoot. She is so funny, and she's an actress, and great, and really, like, um, she's she does a lot of stuff. She sings. She Our dances. topic could be songs that are about kitty cats. <laughs> Let me, I'm afraid to ask this question, but I will ask it. I bet you there's a lot. I'm afraid to ask this question. Know. I'm going to ask this question. Yeah. When Teddy stopped playing with Alice, it was because Alice didn't want to have keyboards anymore. Uh, that's yeah. That's okay. that's the reason. But has, has he in, reintroduced keyboards no, back in the band? No, never. That's good. Yeah, that is good. There's never been a keyboard player back in the good. band yet. I mean, I think like sometimes they have to do like some sound effect sure. things on little sure keyboards of some sort. But no. But that's They've good because that a, for me that that tells me that that was the real reason. Yeah, and I keep was it, I why say it wouldn't be any other reason. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Well, the thing was though. But here's the deal. Now that, the only time it would be a bummer is if Alice all of a sudden had a keyboard player this year and Teddy didn't get the call. Right. That would be disappointing. But it's the way that it happened. See, like they were supposed to, let's say Teddy was going to be going on this tour, yes. right? But he had another tour mm-hmm. that overlapped with the Alice tour by one week. Okay. So he was like, you know, can you get a fill in for the one week? And then I do the whole rest of the tour because right. there's only one week that overlaps. Right. Well, that's what I think got the ball rolling. Cause then they were like, well, maybe we you, don't know, even need keyboards. you know, maybe, yeah, maybe we could do this without keyboards. And Alice really wanted a power line in the front with just yeah, guitars. Like gotcha. he really, he's really into that whole guitar, garage guitar sound thing. And that's what he's done ever since. Yeah. And then Alice said, yeah, you know what? Teddy always eats my Cool Ranch Doritos on the bus. <laughs> so you know what? We're done. But he does still, every single time, he always refers back to one of their favorite moments when... Did I say that, say that in the show before when Teddy was no on stage? You know what? We have more listeners since then. So people, oh, okay. if, people, so, if people remember this story from before, fine. And everyone new will love it. Yeah. So, okay. Alice Cooper loves fake watches. Like um, he loves buying people, <laughs> you know, you know, knockoff watches when they okay. go to Europe and stuff, you know? Right. So he um, bought the band all these watches, whatever, fake Rolexes or something. <laughs> And so, but then he tells them they're fake, right? Yeah. Okay. So when he's entered, oh yeah, everybody knows. Okay. And I think it was at the same time, I believe that the band chipped in to buy Teddy this pimp coat and hat that they found in some town they were in. (laughs) But everybody like chipped money into, they're like, this has to go to Teddy. It was this big white fake fur coat (laughs) with this big white hat, right? So Teddy wears it on stage, right? And they all have their watches on. So when Alice going around, he's introducing the band and he goes, um, Something like, hey, what time is it, Teddy? And like nobody ever really like says anything. Y'all all just go, you know, right, right, hey, yeah. you know, nobody, nobody else talks <laughs> on stage, right? And then Teddy goes, it's time to rock. And he like, or whatever, it was just time to rock. And the whole band got quiet and Alice got quiet. Everybody's like looking at Teddy like, you weren't supposed to actually answer that question. That was his last show. So whenever, that was his last show. So now whenever Alice sees Teddy, I was like, hey, Teddy, what time is it? <laughs> I think he's done it from stage when we've been in the, when we've been in the crowd. Teddy needs to yell, time yeah. to get keyboards back in the band. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, that would have been funny. But he does, he's done it from stage when we were, in, when we were at shows. That's great. Like, hey, Teddy, Teddy, what time is it? <laughs> Now you just played a Billy Joel song, and I have a Billy Joel song too. But I want to, oh. I want to know, do, a muse? Does it have to be a girlfriend, Mm-mm. or it can be, it can be anyone, right? Mm-hmm. 
All right, great, because this is a song that Billy wrote for his daughter, the oh. daughter that he has with Christy Brinkley, who he also kicked out. Alexa. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah, Alexa, right. Alexa Ray. Oh, was, that in the, was that in the movie? No, no, no oh. I'm just uh, Alexa <laughs> Ray, actually, and her middle name's Ray, Alexa Ray Joel for, for Ray Charles. Seriously, really? it is, it's yeah. Not, you know, oh, it's, okay. Her name's Alexa oh. Ray Joel, and this is a song he wrote for, it's called uh, Lullaby, Goodnight My Angel. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Good night, my angel, time to close your eyes And save these questions for another day I think I know what you've been asking me I think you know what I've been trying to say I promised I would never leave you should always know wherever you may go no matter where you are I never will be far away good night my angel now it's time that's a really pretty song yeah and it's so funny because as uh, Billy Joel singing I get a text from my youngest daughter ah see so I just, uh, let's see what she says. I think you need to write her a song. Let's see what she says. Where are the pretzels? <laughs> I said, podcasting, are you okay? She said, yep, never mind. Oh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and I'll say, are you sure? Just to double check, because I'm a good parent. You're a good parent. Her Pat. name's Rita. I actually wrote a song for her. It's called uh, Lovely Rita, Meet a Maid. <laughs> I said, are you sure? What if the next That's a good is, name to write a song about, by the way, Rita. I could see a song, a really beautiful love song about Rita. I'm not so just the, glad that we named her Rita because no one, there's no Ritas at the school. Like there's no, I no, never that's not, any that's a, that's an older name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I like names like that for kids. I want to, now I, I, uh, I, what I want to say about that, uh, Billy Joel song that was on his last album, River of Dreams. And I remember when he came out like a year after that album and said, I'm done writing pop music. I'm not going to write mm-hmm. any pop music anymore. And I just thought, well, yeah, for a couple of years, and then it's been 25 years since he said that. He, and he hasn't written, hasn't made a new album in 25 years. What? Yeah. He just tours. I didn't know that he hasn't made an album in yeah, all those yeah, years. Yep. Holy crap. I know. I think it's, you know why? Because he got rid of Liberty DeVito. <laughs> I think that really put a damper on that's his... That's his real muse. I think that's, that's his, his real muse. muse. I think every song's been about Liberty DeVito. Now, I want to double dip for a second because I have another song yeah, that, you said that, you had two. that an artist wrote about their daughter. Uh-huh. And this is, a, this, is a, this is a lead singer from Poison, Brett Michaels. Yeah. And uh, this is on one of his solo albums called Songs of Life. And I love this song. His daughter's name is Rain, mm-hmm. R-A-I-N-E. And this is a cheesy, sappy type of a, it's a Brett Michaels song. But I really do like it. So let's hear a little bit of Rain. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. I'll be your son. Uh, you'll, you'll be, be my, my rain. rain. I like it. I like it. I like well, it you know, too. there's a lot of those kids songs, right? Um, Stevie Wonder, uh, Isn't She Lovely? It was about Aisha. Christine 16. Yeah. And, uh, Christine <laughs> that's 16. Not a, that's not one. <laughs> that's not one. Um, what other songs? There's a lot. There's other songs. Well, Eric Clapton wrote that song about his son. Oh. Horrible story. It's a horrible story. That's a I don't know how he. I don't know how you could go and sing that song no, every night. No, that happened on the uh, on the the babysitter's watch. Was it the babysitter? Yeah, you know she was fired, right? I, see, I was thinking the wife was home though, right? Wasn't she? Yeah, but it's probably one of those things where it's like uh, I'm going to be in the bedroom doing some work, and I just kind of need you here, right, to keep him busy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, mm. It's terrible. That That's was tough. why did I have to bring the room down with <laughs> saying that one? Can we go back to Aisha? Isn't there is another? Well, you know, Minnie Ripperton too. You know, la 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 la, uh, and that one. Um, la, 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 I certainly la, don't know la, your la, version. La, you know, do 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 do. Um, Loving You by Minnie Ripperton. Oh, okay, Ripperton. yeah, yeah. That's for uh, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. It, well, it's really. I think it's. I don't know if it's about her, but mm-hmm. at the end of one, like if there's like an extended version. Some sometimes they cut it off, but it's like mm-hmm. she goes Maya, Maya, and that's about Maya Rudolph. Oh, I've never heard. I'm gonna yeah. have to find that extended, yeah. Yeah. extended version. She goes it, when she's saying Maya, Maya, it's about Maya Rudolph. What did Minnie Ripperton die of? Do we know? Oh, uh, breast cancer, maybe. Oh boy. Yeah. We're really bringing the room down now. I, you, you know, we, we were on a good roll there, and I at least got to Maya Rudolph, which was comedic, and then you had to bring yeah. the room down. Well, my next song is about genocide. Okay. <laughs> What's your next nice. song, Lisa? Boy, I should really bring the Well, and mine's about an, an abusive marriage. Um, oh, no. Well, no, not abusive, but mine is about... Um, Anna yeah, she Gordy. Had breast, huh? She had breast cancer, Kyle, and then it spread. we're trying to bring it, and it spread. Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Time, put, time plus sad. tragedy. Do we have another song by that we can just end with know. another kid's song? I don't know. Um, okay, so Anna Gordy Gay um, was married to Marvin Gay. Now, I was only able to find one of these songs. Oh, you were? Okay. And, and it's the, the most popular one. Oh, okay, that's fine. Well, apparently, um, during their, uh, this was what, what I pulled up from online. Mm-hmm. During their volatile marriage, Anna inspired such hits as... Um, pride and joy, stubborn kind of fellow. I heard it through the grapevine, and that's the way love goes. Although their life together, this is just a crazy story, was rumored to be filled with jealousy and infidelity, this lady held her own and even co-wrote some of Marvin's songs. After the couple parted ways, a judge awarded Anna $600,000 in back alimony and child support. So to pay her back, he dedicated his album, Here, My Dear, to her. <laughs> so, like, you dedicate an album to your wife? Yeah, that's not money. Isn't that weird? And then it's, it might be but, like, like here, my dear, the, like all the money from this album yeah, was going to go to you. you okay. Right. Right. It was okay. just a final, you know, um, probably not the most romantic gesture she was hoping for, but you know, she got 600,000 in a snarky album. It's probably a lot of, it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money, but back then it was probably a ton of money. Yeah. Cause when you think of $600,000 now, you're like, that's all she got from Marvin Gaye. Right. But you're right. Maybe that was more like six million now. Yeah, exactly. and even that is shabby compared to what some of these people get in these divorces. Definitely these days. These days. I think Neil Diamond's wife got like two hundred and fifty million. What? It's it's like the most expensive payout I think in California history. What? And he, I think he willingly. I didn't even think he fought it either. He's like, yeah, she was there for all the big things. Wow. Well, that's kind of cool though. Just being like, yeah, well, she was there for all that money, so. That's yeah. awfully nice. I'm gonna get. I the- got three times as much <laughs> in, in an <laughs> offshore account. <laughs> in an off- I'm gonna get a dining room table and a box of spaghetti. <laughs> that's my. Uh, 
That's going to be my payment. Uh, so we're going to hear Heard It Through the Grapevine? Yeah, it's a good that's song. That's I a found. good song, yeah, right? It is a great song. And it was inspired by her, right? Yeah. Yeah. I cannot not think of the big chill when I hear this song. I know. So she cheated on him. Hmm. Hmm. How about them apples? Is that cause, that's because he was gay. He was not, was he? Marvin Gaye. Oh. You're so stupid, both of you. I'm going to slap you both in the face. Neither like one the of us. Three stooges. I'm going to got my that. Right I got it. Yeah, oh, you sure? After the fact, you got it. Why I did just not didn't get it. <laughs> Why I did it? super funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My next song. This song is an ode to counterculture, countercultural Domestic Bliss. Okay. And this was written um, by, why can't I find it? Oh, it was written by Graham Nash for Joni Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And it was recorded by Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young for the album Deja Vu. This is Our House. Such a cozy room. Such a cozy The windows are illuminated by the sunshine. Here's a little bit of what Graham Nash says about this uh, song. This is from 2013. Uh, he was being interviewed on NPR. He said, it's, uh, it's about an ordinary moment. What happened is that Joni and I were having breakfast on Ventura Boulevard in the Valley. We were having breakfast at Arts Deli. Oh. And after breakfast, they were heading to the car and they passed in an antique store and they saw this vase inside. He said it was relatively inexpensive and they bought it and they brought it home and set it on the table. It was a drizzly L.A. morning. And then he wrote this song in about an hour. <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? And it's such a great yeah. song. When yeah. I was in college, we lived in a house on High Street, and we used to always sing, High House is a very, very, very fine house. Because <laughs> that was the name of our house. And because you were... We were high. High. <laughs> so when Are you I high that now? Song, you laugh, that laugh was like you No, were high I don't laugh. even get high. I don't drink. I do nothing. Nothing anymore? Nope. You overdid it? Are you one of these people? No, that, that I, I just don't like just, the way it makes me feel. And you don't even like a nice glass of wine? No. It just doesn't make me feel good. 
I'm so, boring. I'm totally boring. I'd like a nice glass of Sprite every so often. See, a lot of my friends <laughs> have overdone everything, so now they can't do anything. Oh, right. Yeah, it's just no. Like, no, I can't, I can't drink anymore. I'm like, why didn't you just drink, uh, like, yeah, know, sporadically? Or what do I want to call it, Kyle? In moderation. In moderation. moderation is also right. a way you could say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, drink in moderation, and then yeah, you just then I gotta, I don't can't like do it. anything. Sometimes at Christmas, I'll have, like, a little shot of, uh, you know, Bailey's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> a little shot of heroin at Christmas, but I, I mostly like um, a little shot of Bailey's Irish cream. That's nice. Put in your coffee. Or just do a little shot. I just do it plain. I'll tell right you what out. I like to do. I like to get. Bottle. I like to get really fucking hammered. Head over to <laughs> Teresa Russell's house. Do a line of cocaine and then hit on her all night long. And then when she doesn't reciprocate, fuck it. I go write a song. <laughs> all right. What's your next That's tune, Lisa? Funny. Okay, I'm going to skip one here, and I don't even know if you pulled this, because I, I, did you pull this by chance? I, I don't have it in the list, Let me see. so I don't think Let me so. See it. Okay, because it's one of you my, I don't know it. why, it's one of my favorite stories. I did not pull that, I'm sorry. Oh. It was a song by Beethoven. Yeah, can I just say, okay, I just have to tell the story, even if we don't have it, right? Um, Fur Elise by Beethoven. You know that. You know Fur Elise, right? I certainly know the St. Bernard movies. There you go. So I just played the song for you. So And what's it called again? Fur Elise. Fur Elise. Fur, F-U-R-E-L-I-S-E. And you're pronouncing that right? Yeah. Fur. Fur Elise. I'm not German. What does it mean? Fur Elise. Well, listen to this. So they were saying that it was for Elise was probably the song. I was going to joke that it um, was for Elise. Yeah, no, that was saying that 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 was what the song ended up being titled later, much later, because the first thing was called Bagatelle in A minor, right? (laughs) But some research, a Beethoven researcher claimed to have seen a now lost copy of the sheet music that was from Bagatelle. But it says, further complicating things, Beethoven had hideous handwriting to the point that some scholars speculate that the song was actually written for Therese, <laughs> but his handwriting so, was so bad that it got misinterpreted as at Elise over the years, and that's how it got the name of its song. He didn't even know anybody named Elise. He that, just had really shitty handwriting. That's my sister's middle name, Elise. <laughs> See? Yeah, yeah. And Kyle, uh, what do we what do we say about my uh, my sister? Oh, she's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, would no. be, that would be Kyle's aunt. So he's allowed to make no. his own opinion. Is she a good uh, aunt? No. Oh. <laughs> she's not a good person. She's not a good mother. She's not a good daughter. She's not a good sister. She's not a good aunt. She's a terrible person. She's awful. All I can say is... Does she is, listen to your podcast? No. Okay. No, I don't even think she would know is, how to. And if she did, who cares? <laughs> She's not invited. I'm this, getting married next year. She's not invited. This is nothing that we w- wouldn't right. tell her to her face. Oh, really? Yeah. Do we talk often? No. No. Because okay. this is how we talk. Oh, wow. I like it. So wait, so this she would be. She sent me a check for my birthday once and it bounced. Oh. It was for $20. <laughs> and when I say once, I mean like three years ago. Oh. Now my mom, my mom always says, I hope when your father and I die that you, that you would please talk to your sister. I go, well, that's going to be hard. We don't talk to her now. Yeah. Yes, but when I die, you will. Yeah, but that's that parents ask that stuff. That was one of my mom's last wishes. Be nice to everybody. Like, be nice to all the siblings need to be nice to each other. But that's, a, that's a nice way to say it, though. They be don't nice want to leave everybody. anything messy behind. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Do you, but your relationship with your siblings is good? Yeah. All right, then there well, you go. Good. You know, it's okay, yeah. You're Serbian. My sister and I talk every day. That's good, then. Yeah, that's yeah, a good we're relationship. good friends. All right, yeah, cool. 
So, um, is it, no, this, so that was mine. That was mine, my Beethoven song. I just like that, that he had shitty handwriting. And so the song was made for Elise, but it's really for Therese. Well, I'm going to let you play So your... Therese got ripped off. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know, she yeah. got... To, oh, so do you want me and to do... Pete Townsend went over. Yeah, because that, that one was one that you, like, hummed. Oh, right. And I'll probably edit it out. So just go to... I'm kidding. Okay. So, um... <laughs> She's <listening. laughs> What, so you, what you don't edit that out. I it's don't, a great not, story. I don't edit anything unless it's unless, <laughs> unless Steve Lukather tells me. <laughs> well, I'm going to call take it. Take that for release thing. Out. I'm going to call it back ten times, so it's going to be really a it's bitch to cut be, it out. It's not going to be edited. <laughs> Nothing gets edited out. I'm just going to keep saying for release for the rest <laughs> of the interview, dropping it in. Um, this episode comes out this Thursday too. Really? Yeah. Oh, I will have to promote s- it super quick. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, here's something I never knew until I started researching for this show. A song that Neil Diamond sings that's mm-hmm. probably, I'm going to have to say, his most famous song, right? Probably. I, it's right up there. Most famous song that Neil Diamond sings. Play the song first, and I'll say, who do you think okay. this song is about? And I have some things to I say about this song. I would have never too. guessed ever. Where it began, I can't begin to know it. But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hand Touching hands Reaching out, touching me, touching you. Sweet Caroline, good times never seem so good. Now, before you tell the story, I just want to say that when when I've seen Neil Diamond in recent years and he sings this song in concert, I must be the one person in the audience that hates when the audience says, bum, bum, bum. And then he now does it too. He'll go, he bum, does it. Bum, he lo- bum. And I'm like, oh, I just, to me, that's when, that's like uh, when you sing Moni Moni and the people yell, get laid, get fucked. You're right. ruining the that's song. A, well, at least Sweet Caroline's a good song. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could you play Moni Moni at your wedding so I can yell, get laid, get fucked? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so the story the about so, Sweet Caroline. Is the inspiration for the name behind this song, not necessarily the mm-hmm. person because it would be really weird. Yes. Was Caroline Kennedy, mm-hmm. who was um, 11 years old when the song was released. So, and when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, whoa, that'd be really creepy if he's writing this song. Right. Hand touching hands, reaching out. But the song was really about his wife, Marsha. And he couldn't get Marsha to rhyme at all. So he got the name. He just took the name Caroline. He just took the name Caroline because he thought it was such a sweet name. And he loved Caroline Kennedy. He loved the whole, you know, the whole Kennedy family thing. And sweet Caroline. And sweet Caroline. So that's who the song is. It doesn't sound icky. No. So that's what the song is written about. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was inspired by, but it's really about his wife. Really about his wife. Marsha. Marsha. She might be the one that got the 250 (laughs) payout, 50 million payout. (laughs) They were together a long time. Yeah. 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 So she was probably okay that he didn't write a song with Marsha in it since she yeah. got all the money. Yeah, I think so. All right, my next song. I'm going to try to tell this story without crying. What? It's gonna, I'm skipping a song. This is going to be the Stevie Nicks song. Cool. Stevie Nicks wrote a song 
for Joe Walsh. And because they were together for, Mm -hmm. I think, a while. They had a relationship for a while. And the song is called, Has Anyone Ever Written Anything For You? And, let's see, I'm I'm not going to cry. Joe Walsh's uh, oldest daughter, but she was young when this happened, she died in a car accident. Like she was just in the car with someone. I think she was, I think she was like young, like, like under five maybe. Oh, wow. she was killed in the car accident. So uh, when him and Stevie were dating once, they were walking, he was taking her to this place in the woods. They were walking, walking, walking. And when they got there, they came to a, it was a fountain that he had built in her name that water just continues to trickle. Mm -hmm. And Stevie Nicks was so touched by that he would do this for his daughter and never really talk about it, never say anything to anyone about it, that she wrote this song for him. Oh, I'm going to cry too. I know. That's beautiful. Kyle's not crying. He's ice water in his veins. <laughs> yep. Has anyone ever written anything for you? In all your darkest hours, have you ever heard me sing? Listen to me now. Such a great song. It's so beautiful. Yeah. She wrote that about Joe Walsh. Now, the song she writes about Lindsey Buckingham, I'm like, get the fuck Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that? Uh, it's kind of beautiful. Oh. There he is. Murray Valariano's here. Murray, it wasn't the person who I thought was going to be walking through the door, which would have been the perfect I timing. I know. It would have been. But I'm very excited all, because I do love Murray yeah. Valeriano. We almost had a muse here today. Yeah. It could sti- hey, it could still happen. Who knows? <laughs> it could still happen. It could still happen. Oh, yeah. Murray's not your muse? Murray's not my... I'm sure he's someone's muse. I'm sure he is. Murray, you're rocking like some, uh, some shades that Rico Cassick would wear from the car circa 1980. I just, I've worn these every yeah, he wears those all the time. I know, but I never look at them. <laughs> it's the first time I noticed them. All right, so what's They're your next song? Shades. Is your next song the song? That was going to be my next song because I'm skipping one on my list that I was like, eh, I don't know if I need this one. Um... Uh, yeah, I think this will be the next song on my list. Should I, I thought maybe should... we should play out with that song since it's so okay, iconic. Then do you have something else? Because well, I have this one about, um, it was a Bob Dylan song, but I don't know how popular this song it's is. It's okay. I have that one. And I also have the Rolling Stones song too. I brought that too. Even okay. though that's a crazy song to write for someone. Okay. So we yeah. can do those too if you want. Okay, we'll do those too. And then we'll do the other, the last. And then we'll play, we'll, we'll agree play to play out, out with song. that other song. Yeah. So you'll do, and then I'll do, then you do, and then we'll play out. Okay. Okay, cool. And maybe that person will show up. So this was the, um, uh, Bob Dylan was married from 1965 to 1977 to a woman named Sarah Loundis. Um, she was the inspiration for a couple of his songs and, um, rumored to be his muse for countless others. So she was a muse for a lot of songs. How long is that? 65, 75, 12 years, 12 years. She got a lot of mileage Mm -hmm. out of the musing, um, uh, she, she, it says we are, we are fans of Sarah, not because she inspired numerous tracks, but because she was a beautiful, crazy bitch. That's what this, <laughs> this, this website called her that lived with Dylan in Woodstock, put up with his cheating ways and gave us more Dylans. 
<laughs> All right. So a couple of the songs, which I'm not sure which song you poured. There's uh, Sarah and I, Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. I took Sarah. Okay. And this is from the Desire album. I laid on the dune. I looked at the sky when the children were babies. I played on the beach. You came up behind me. I saw you go by. You were always so close and still within reach. Sarah, Sarah, whatever made you want to change your mind? Sarah, Sarah, so easy to look at, so hard to define. Dylan in good voice on that song. See, it's sort of like the early Tom Waits. That's yeah, yeah. what I'm saying. I think they go through this period and then they uh, some, uh, then they end up. And I forget if I commented on your necklace before we started to record. Uh, I think so. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Lisa's wearing a Tom Waits necklace. Yeah. Is he I one like of your Tom favorites? Yes, I do like wearing him. a necklace. Well, I like I do like him. One what? of my favorite songs that my husband sings is a Tom Waits song. And what is so it? So that's kind of the only song he's ever sung to me. Like he sang it to me at our wedding, Old 55. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. And the Tom Waits version I like. You know, it's beautiful, his version. That's a great song. Because um, the Eagles have their version, but um, it's lovely. Now, so I'll be 55 <laughs> next year. You're not 55 yet. Yeah, I am. So you yeah. think he sings Old 55 to you? Is that why he <gasps> sings it? On my birthday, old 54. <laughs> He's been singing it since I was 38. <laughs> so I don't know. That's how long we've been together. But yeah, I didn't think about that. That should have been my birthday song this year. Yeah, damn Shit. it. Damn it, Teddy. He's, still got, he's got a couple just, months to go. He just misses every year. <laughs> uh, okay, my next song is another one uh, sung by a woman and meant for a man. Uh, for years, no one knew who this song was about. And recently, she's come out and she said, well... Some of one verse is about Warren Beatty, but the other two verses are about different oh, people. Right. So this is Carly Simon, and the song is "You're So Vain." You walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your Later in the song is when you can hear Mick Jagger doing the background vocals. Mm-hmm. That's pretty and cool. And I pointed that out to uh, Pilar recently, and she's like, she's like, I never knew Mick Jagger sang back up on this song. And she says, now when I hear it, how could I not have known it? I that mean, that was Mick so, Jagger, right? It's so like right there. <laughs> I know. It's so great. But what a great line. You're yeah. so vain, you probably think this song yeah. is about you. I just like, uh, watch yourself gavotte. Yeah. Uh, two things. First of all, uh, a little creepy that I just played a Stevie Nicks song back to back with a Carly Simon song. Those were also the women that I wanted to go back uh, and be groupies for. Oh, so there you go. There you go. That was earlier in the show, Murray. We talked about that. Uh, the <laughs> other thing is um, Carly Simon's book. You should read it. 
I've not read it yet. It's yeah. really good. Mm -hmm. There's a story in it where she goes, she spends the night with Warren Beatty. Mm -hmm. The next day she has uh, an appointment with her therapist. And her therapist says something like, I'm paraphrasing this, but something about, you seem like in good spirits today. You seem like you're like, you know, in a good mood. And she's like, and she says, well, last night I spent the night with Warren Beatty last night. Right. And her therapist says, oh, I just need to tell you that you're not my only patient that has told me that today. <laughs> what? Oh my God! I know. How awesome is that? Oh my God! Well, I don't know if it's awesome, but it's That's awesome for Warren. And then HIPAA came in, in and <laughs> right? now you're not allowed to say that at all. Nope. Or she would so. say, "I just got to tell you something." So did I. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was a man? So did I. So did I. You did, Murray. You did. I slept with him last night. Oh, you did. Oh, Murray, put Murray on. No, can I say something real quick? And I'm going to interrupt, please. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, please. Because yeah. yeah. I literally just watched an uh, interview with her about mm -hmm. that song yesterday. And was was this on the um, the classic albums thing or no a different thing? Maybe or probably probably okay. was. And yeah. she said just that one verse is about Warren yes, Beatty. Yes, yes. Which one? The Watch Yourself Give Out on yeah, the yeah, yacht. Yeah, yeah, that, that one. Yeah. She said just that verse is about Warren Beatty. <laughs> yeah. The song could be all about him or it could not be, but yeah. just oh, that verse, verse is about Warren Beatty. About him. Well, it could be about anybody. Yeah, really. I think it's about me <laughs> when I was thirteen and I was a groupie. Any guy. <laughs> All right, what's uh, you well, got? The only one I got left okay, on my list. We're going to do that, then I'll do one, and then we'll do some promoting, and then we'll play the big one. That we oh, both no, have. that's the only one I have left on my list is the I big one. You had the, uh, I thought no. you had the one. Um, yeah, you have a Rolling Stones you, one. The Rolling Stones one. Which I is do? A, yeah, I It's not on here. Let me see. Yeah. You I had to it. look at your page. Find there, were, it. there were two, actually. Am I missing it? Yeah, uh, they're the last two on in my list, so I don't know if they're in that order. No, Caroline Kennedy was the last on my list. Huh. This is all the behind-the-scenes stuff, I you know. guys, as we're searching for things doesn't, on actual paper. Doesn't get edited out either. Um, I see nothing. Maybe I clicked on one of your links and found this one. Oh, you know what? Oh, no, no, no. It's right here at the bottom. It's right here what? at the bottom, Lisa. Uh, a lot of great ones in here, including Marsha Hunt. Who oh. inspired the Rolling Stones' Brown Sugar. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't get a link or anything for that. Okay, so okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was from the link. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, and then okay. and then also. So you pulled something from that. Yeah, I pulled okay. I pulled both of these songs here right at the bottom of your page. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. I that was a throwaway on mine. Yeah. I guess you like that one though. Well, I like that song, but it's a very strange. I mean, it's about it's about uh, brown sugar. How come you taste so good? And it starts out they're one on a slave ship. I yeah, mean, it's, it's well, very it's, weird. And then they go, "Oh yeah, we wrote that about Marsha Hunt." Yeah, it's really kind of a racist song when you listen to all the lyrics it on it. It would never it's be a, played today. Never. But I mean, it it's is, still played today. But yeah. it would never get on the radio today if a band just recorded this. Right. Yeah. No. Okay. That. But then that is a good story. Yeah. So okay. she. She was the inspiration for Brown Sugar. She was the inspiration for. She this was a model. She was a singer. And, and I believe she sang with him. Right. Um, uh, oh. She, do you know what she was the the um, model featured on the original London poster for Hair. Oh wow. The musical. Yeah. She oh. was the person that was on that poster. Here's a song I would not think they were you would write for a woman. No. And they were less. They were together less than a year, but it was long enough for him to father uh, Karis Jagger. I met her at a party. <laughs> of course. Um, and um, she, the first of his seven children. Wow. That man. Right, here we go. That man. Brown sugar. Oh, 
wrote the song about yeah, the slave ship guy's gonna whip some women around yeah. midnight. But when you and when you really let those lyrics are His really lyrics, fucked yeah. up. It, they're fucked up. I mean, whether you know, I mean, you know, we're just. But it, it sounds so good. The song is so good. I know because you sing it. That's, yeah. That's. I always have this argument with people about what do you think is the most important thing in a song, mm-hmm. the lyrics or the music, because sometimes you could sing a song mm-hmm. all the way, and you're like, this is the best. You know, like any song, like that song by Fun or whatever. The, you like, yeah. you like the beat of it, and you yeah. like the thing. But you could be singing this kind of shit yeah. in a song, and it's like, what? It's You're happened to me many times. Shows. It's happened to me many times. I it, like the millionth time I've heard a song, and I'm singing, and then I, then I, I'm like, wait a minute, what? Are, right. What is that lyric? That should be a future show. Yeah. Songs that sound really good, but they have really fucked up lyrics. Yeah, that's going to that be a future a show. show. I want to do that with you. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm pro- put myself down for that one. Murray Valeriano <laughs> can sit in on that one too. Uh, um, <laughs> let me do some apologies to some songs and I'll play my last one and then we'll play. Okay. Oh, well, you have another one. Oh, do you want, should we do this one first? I'll this, do, I'll do one. You do we'll, yours and then we'll do mine. Then you since, do yours. Since okay. I just played a song from Carly Simon, I'm going to, and Murray hates James Taylor. <laughs> calls him. What? Take a nap time or whatever you call it. This is a song called there we are. And James wrote this for Carly and he actually name checks her in the, uh, the part that I have queued up. So let's hear. There we are. I don't know if I told you, but you hold my heart in your hand. And I found out something about you, baby, without you, I'm a lonely man. So though I never say that I love you, I love you, darling, I do, Carly, I do love you. Look at that. Puts her name right in there. It's kind of beautiful. Mick calls his lady a slave. (laughs) And that one. He name checks her right there. That was beautiful. Yeah, thank Um, you. That's the kind of song every girl wants written for her. I think so too. That's the kind of song (laughs) I want Stevie Nicks to write about me. But she didn't back in 78 when we were hooking up from time to time. you were four. In a 500 mile radius of where Fleetwood Mac would play. Uh, that is real. I'm telling you, that is very ambitious of Connie. Sweet, sweet Connie. Sweet, sweet Connie. She would yeah. go a 500 mile radius. How far is 500 miles from here? San Francisco? I don't. What, what do you got planned? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm like, where would I drive? Teddy to be Lee's with is talking about going in a 500 mile radius. Where would I drive to be with somebody? I, I once drove. I can't say the person's name. Why? Because I can't. Why? Is it someone of note? Kind of. Well, I mean, Tim I Allen? No. <laughs> comic. <laughs> it's not a comic. Unfortunately, I never drove anywhere to be with a comic. They were always right okay, there. Okay, so it's not a... <laughs> and it was always a... It's not a comic. We have nothing else to do when we're is, in what Ohio. What is his profession? Because this guy just can't be an accountant. He must... What's his profession? Is he a celebrity type He's guy? He's a celebrity type guy. What? Just... I opened for... Um, <laughs> no. I... Um, I opened for doing comedy for okay. a band. Okay. Um, at, at Pine Knob in Detroit, you know, okay. Michigan, which was a big, you know, theater, you know, yeah, yeah, outdoor yeah. theater. Pine sure. Knob. And I got asked to do comedy for this band, and I was so excited because in the '80s, this was like one of my favorite bands, like the '70s and '80s, okay. like you know, it's totally cheesy band, but I loved it. And but you're not going to tell us the band because <laughs> then we can figure out the guy, right? <laughs> don't think I should say anything. What if it's just a duo? But it was I can't wham. Say anything because here's the deal. Because, 
because I think he was with somebody at the time, but I did not know that. Okay. Well, then you're not, you're, and you're, I did not know not that fault. until, you know, cause we're just up there. I'm having fun, right? I'm yeah, opening yeah. for this band and then mm -hmm. I love this band so much. And I said, Oh my God, my favorite song that you guys do is this song. And then they're like, um, oh, okay. Well, we normally do that last, but I told them I had to go do my show. I had another show okay. at a comedy club after this. And they're like, well, we'll do it first just for you. And they did. Wow, they opened that's the great. show with the song for me. Oh my God. What song is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, I'm on stage at the comedy club uh -huh. and I get a note passed up to me from the you know, receptionist or whatever at the mm -hmm. club. She passes this note up to me that this person from the band uh -huh. called me at the club and wanted me to drive up to Lansing, Michigan. Which is trying to figure out. It's 501 <laughs> miles away. So you said no. And I drove up there. Now this, now, okay. You, again, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going to fish anymore, but <laughs> I do want to say this was a member. I can tell of, you who it is this, off air. This I was a member say. of the band that was of note. It wasn't like the, the drummer. He was a drummer. Oh, but but he but he was a, a, okay off off mic. We'll hear off mic. He was a drummer okay. of an '80s band. Okay, that was kind of a cheesy band. Okay, and that's all I'm going to give anybody. All right. We'll hear. But off anyway, mic. but I did once drive, probably not 500 miles, but I did drive all right. a few miles. All right. Yeah. Sweet, sweet Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's hear, let's hear, tell the story of that last one you're going to play, okay. and then I'll play one more, this and is, then we'll play the other. Yeah, this is something I never knew, because this is a, a woman I'm a big fan of, and um, I'm actually going to see this person in May. I'm so excited. Paul Simon, first fa farewell tour. Anybody else going to the Paul Simon show? I've seen him, I've seen him so many times in the past couple years, so I don't know if I'm going to go to that one tonight, but I, I'd love to. Yeah, it's he's always great. It's my first time seeing him in person, live. I can't believe it, all these years I've never seen him live. I've told this story before, but David Wilde called me one night with like a, 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 an hour notice and said, do you want to go up to the Skirball Museum with me tonight? Paul, Paul Simon's playing like a private thing up there. Oh, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> yes. And it was amazing. So right. it was kind of, you know, yeah. that was the last time I saw yeah. Paul Simon. I don't know if you can beat that. No. Plus he walked right by me and he just walked right under my shoe. He's literally this big. Oh my big. God, he's he is very big. tiny, isn't he? Very tiny. He's a very tiny guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm sorry. So he's a really this, good singer. It's a but Paul anyway, Simon song. Um, you know, we, we know that he was married to, um, well, he was married to his wife, Peggy Harper, mm -hmm. and left his wife, um, uh, Patty, uh, Peggy, after taking up with Carrie Fisher. And this song was inspired by that breakup. Rock and peace, Carrie Fisher. She said it's really not my habit to intrude Furthermore, I hope my meaning won't be lost or misconstrued But I'll repeat myself At the risk of being crude There must be 50 ways to leave your lover 50 ways to leave your lover You just slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, stand You don't need to be coy, Roy just get yourself free Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key leave, And get yourself free Ooh, slip out the back So many great songs that guy has Tons And he plays them too He's not one of these guys that's like I'm gonna play what I want for you I do the show for me yeah. No, he There'll be a couple for you The hits, right? Yeah, he really does Yeah Yeah Well, he's got so many hits I know. That th they're pretty much all hits. So, yeah, it's almost <laughs> so impossible to, can't. what's he going to do? Go super deep? <laughs> Unreleased B-sides? 
Okay, so I'm going to do apologies to songs I'm not going to play. Then I'm oh. going to play one more, and then we're going to play the one that we both had. Okay, yeah, we'll both. That, that's our okay. joint. That's our joint playout <laughs> song. So apologies to Judy Collins for the song "Sweet Judy Blue Eyes" by Crosby, Stills and Nash. Mm-hmm. Apologies to Billie Jean King for the song oh. "Philadelphia Freedom." I didn't know that till I was doing the yeah. research yeah. for this. By the way. Apologies to the Rolling Stones, but we did play the Rolling Stones, but this was Angie, written for Angie Bowie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this song was written for Billy Joel's first wife. I don't know what her name was, but it's Just the Way You Are, which oh, is a wonderful song. That's a beautiful song. And the last song that I'll play uh, alone is it from Hall & Oates. It was written for Sarah Allen, Daryl Hall's longtime girlfriend, and it's Sarah Smile. All alone with me we're waiting for the sunlight When I feel cold You warm me And when I feel I can't go on You come and hold me It's you and me forever I love that song. We didn't do a tally as to how many people were still together who had these wonderful songs written for them. Hmm. Just in my head, I think I'm at zero. Well, I don't think that I think I, Billy Joel and Brett Michaels are still have a relationship with their daughters. Oh, well, the kids, the, uh, yeah, the, the, the daughter songs. <laughs> right. I'm talking about just the relationship songs. Yeah, boy. Probably. I, I, I guess. I guess it's lucky that Teddy didn't write a song for you. I think so. I think the people who don't get songs written about them last forever. Yeah. Because they're still trying to think of that song. You're probably right. I agree with you. I'm going to make agree. him listen to this yeah. podcast. Yeah, sure. And I'm going to. Um, Beg for a song. And I still want to have Teddy on. You said he was going to re-release his album. That, did he ever do oh, that? Oh, it, it got re well, Here's the deal. We're, there's Here a thing we go. going on right All now. All right. Here we go. Legal problems. I'm on Spotify looking for a... There was, there was this cut Teddy did of like Low Places, uh, Garth Brooks' song, and mm-hmm. that was on some compilation album okay. or something. So Teddy did a version of it. And I actually like it. I like it better than Garth Brooks' version of Low Places. But anyway, so um, that's a good wife. It's a good, it's a, it's a great version. Seriously. <laughs> it just it, even if I didn't know who it was anyway. So I go on Spotify and I see Teddy's album on Spotify with a completely different title on it called wow. something like this is rock and roll. It used to be called innocent loser. It's got a picture of him on the cover. That was a photo that my friend took with no permission to use it. Wow. This any, is all shady business Spotify. So, no, some record company somehow picked up the album unbeknownst to Teddy Yeah, and Teddy knows nothing about it. And so we've been trying to get deep into this, uh, this story. Yeah. Like, that sucks. Like it's weird, right? That they would release it and they're Plus, like, what a horrible title they put on it. Yeah. This is rock and this roll. Is rock and and roll. you should see the artwork. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Teddy, Teddy's with a thumbs up. Te- I was like, Teddy, go on, Murray. I'm sorry. What were you going to say, Murray? I've, I've heard that Spotify have done that before. Other really? people I know, they'll just, They'll, somebody will just grab it and say they, they're the producers and yeah. own it and put yeah, it up there. Yeah, so we're trying to get to the bottom of it because we talked to the pe- people who actually originally produced mm-hmm. the album and um, 
they, you know, they know the guy who's doing it now, but then the guy was like, why are y'all bent out of shape? And we're like, cause maybe you'd want to tell the fucking artist yeah. that you're redoing his album so that he could promote it. And yeah. maybe they would get some money for it. Yeah, maybe have those the four cents that they're going to make it. from the plays yeah. on Spotify, but they're actually selling hard copies of it on Amazon. Like actual CDs are being sold. Like they're printing them and they're selling printing them. them. That's insane. You should, co- you should order one, get it sent to your mm-hmm. house go to the return address with a baseball bat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is, when you see the happens. cover, yeah, when you see the cover, it's horrible. What if they re-release like, my comedy album as Francis Comes Alive? <laughs> I don't have a comedy Francis album. Francis Comes Alive. I don't have a comedy album. <laughs> Murray, you have a comedy album, though. You want to plug that real quick? Sure, it's a called Rusty Cow. You can get it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. And iTunes. Now I sell it. Legally I, on I sell it under legally. a different name right. with a different. <laughs> this is stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. <laughs> All right, let's promote before we play this last song. Uh, Lisa, where can we find you on, on, on the web and on Twitter and all that good stuff? Uh, you can go to a girl on the go.com. That's where the uh, website is. And all of my uh, Twitter, everything is a girl on the go pro. Okay. Um, it's a girl on the go on Facebook, but it's a girl on the go pro everywhere. Okay. So excellent. So go and uh, seek Lisa out. Uh, your book is still out there. People can still buy that. Yes. My book, 14 days. And since we're running this before mother's day this year, although it will run for infinity mm-hmm. and beyond, right. um, uh, it's a, it's called 14 days and it's available wherever books are sold. And it's about the last 14 days, um, that you spent with your mom. Yes. So it makes a, a wonderful uh, Mother's Day gift and, uh, you know, give your mom a hug. Yes, give your mom a hug. Fist bump. Call your mother. Fist bump. That's what your mom liked to do, correct? Yes. Fist bump. Yes. Love it. Fist bumping. Uh, oh my God, look at that. This is rock and roll with Teddy. Yeah. What's Although he what? looks badass, but I just, that cover's horrible. Well, the picture's great because yeah. my friend took it. Yeah. But, why do you take a picture from a photographer without their permission? Without their permission. And why would you name an album, This Is Rock and Roll, without asking the artist's writer yeah. wife if that is a good title? So as much <laughs> as I would like you to go buy Teddy's album, I'm going to say do not go buy Teddy's no. album until this gets straightened out. No, I wouldn't. All right. We are at Rock Solid Show. Mm-hmm. I am at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle, you are at Kyle Dotson Funny. Patreon page is patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Uh, we have a song on our list. We both had it. Mm-hmm. This woman was going to come in uh, two <sighs> weeks ago. She could have come in, but then I, I had to cancel our recording and I left a message at her office and she didn't get it. And so like at 1030, two Sundays ago, my phone rings with a number I don't know. And I, my heart sank. I'm like, I think I know who this is going to be. And I answer it and it is Sharona. <gasps> Not your Sharona. Was she here? My, my she was here. She's like, Hey, I'm here. It's, oh. uh, it's the, I can't see how to get in. And I was like, Oh my gosh, Sharona. Oh. Did you say you, did happened. you tell her you left her a message? I did. And she goes, what number did I go? I, I, I left a text message and she goes, Oh, that's a landline. I was like, Oh boy. But she was, she was super nice. She wasn't, okay. she wasn't pissed right. off. And I said, we're going to do it in two weeks again. If you can be there, it'll be at this time. And I texted her yesterday and she got back to me and said she had some things to do but she would try to get here. But I also told her that we would be here till seven o'clock. So Murray, she might come in during our show. And if she does, I'll just do a quick 20 with her and drop it into this show. Okay. And people will go, why did Lisa not say anything to Sharona? Oh, I'll be so pissed. I know. That'll be bummed. It. That'll suck. You better call but, me. I'm only 10 minutes away. All right. I'll text you and go, she's here. <laughs> so of course we're playing. Uh, do you want to give some history on My Sharona by the Knack? By the Knack. Um, this was written for um, Doug Figer, Detroit's very own Doug Figer's. Written by uh, Doug Figer. Yeah, written by Doug yeah. Figer 
four, no, I'm saying four Doug Figers, then um, 17-year-old girlfriend. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He was 25. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, my goodness. When he met 17-year-old Sharona Alperin, um, and it was Love at First Sight, and uh, he wrote this, this song for her. That's probably one of the best Muse songs, right? This and I think so. Rosanna. I think those are the two you think of. I, I think so, too. And we started with one, and we're ending with the mm-hmm. other. So thank you, Lisa, for being here. This is a great topic. You did thank you. a fantastic job. Loved it. It was super fun. Set up a, a mean, you, you set a nice table for Murray to blow it. I love Murray. I know. Look at him. <laughs> Here we he gave go. a thumbs up and then a thumbs down. down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Iconic, my Sharona. <laughs> 